episode <laughs> number two of Live Lunch. We were calling it episode number two, but this is actually the fourth or fifth episode that we've, fifth. we've just discounted all the we've got, we're a bit like trivia um, that were shared in the previous episodes. Well, the artist formerly known as Prince, because yeah. I'm old, he did an album in the, in the 80s that was just so hot and amazing that they never actually went, it never, it was just so good. Yeah. And that was, we've done that, we've done our, our unknown album, basically. Oh, hello. So hello, good. we have your lunch. We have lunch. There you go. From Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Seriously. Yes, man. There were your drinks. Seriously. Yes. Wait, I didn't even know you had Taco Bell when I did. Did you, did, did this get flown in? Got it. Delivery. Um, Seriously. Orange Tango. We, oh. Taco Bell has opened up in uh, Brighton only a few months ago, which is really exciting. I have never had Taco Bell before. I knew so nothing I about it. I am really looking forward I, to I this. I need to get out more. My, my kids will be very jealous. I don't let me, you, you, this is for me. No, I will bring some home for them. I think you should take some home yeah. for the kids. But wow, Ben Watson, thank you so much for organising this for us. This have you, have you had Taco Bell before? Yeah. Have you? I've yeah. never had Taco Bell before. No, I, I overseas in another country, but, but I didn't. Yeah, it's just it's new. It's it's like a it's come to us from afar. We are blessed. It's actually all the way from America. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And, and is it making a lot of noise in the microphones, or can you? Loads of noise. Okay, yeah. good. Let's keep that going. Okay, I, I'll I'll practice it a little bit later, but I'm going to try and. Mm. Well, we need to give it the vocal score. So, okay, right, okay. so what at we some got point here? when you try something, what do we got? You go tell us. One's a volcano, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is it Russian roulette? We don't know who's got the volcano meal. So whoever keels over, except you wouldn't anyway, because your your hands very good with food. But so I'm I'm terrible with it. Link to the studio, okay? Mm, I know. Sorry about that. Did you get the volcano? I really hope you you did. <laughs> well, we'll find out. No, that's too. That's not too bad. This looks volcano-esque. <laughs> it's not too bad. But it does feel a little spicy, actually. You know, some food kind of creeps up on you about a minute later. No, I won't have any of that. Do you think it's spicy? Do you think that's spicy? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm not having it. I'm happy with my mild one, with my my simple one, the simple men. Oh wow, that is nice. But I can feel it kicking in, and if I need to stop talking, <laughs> um, stop breathing. Yeah, very nice. I think. Do you mind if I have this drink? Or do you want this? Do you want the tango? Mm. Do you want this one? What's the Virgo score on your thing? Okay, that that that's good. I'm um, I'm gonna give it a seven. A seven? Yeah, yeah. Is that a seven on a hundred? No, no. It's a plain seven out of ten. It tastes good. It's gonna be filling. Seven out of ten. It's good. Yeah. yeah. So Taco Bell, they can stay. Um, welcome to Brighton. Welcome to Brighton, Taco Bell. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. We like this stuff. Um, may you may you. This is this is not an ad. In case people are thinking that we get sponsored by Taco Bell. There are other Mexican food outlets. Yeah. Have you called the sponsor? Emmanuel no, brought to you by Taco Bell. Yeah. We've got a cake and Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um so this Sunday we looked at the last the last mm-hmm. the last talk in our Creed series, why I believe. Um yeah, it's been it's been a fantastic series. How have you found it? Um yeah, I found it. 
um, all kinds of things. It's not, it's not what I'm used to because we tend to go through books of the Bible or passages of the Bible over periods of time. And that's, that's kind of provides you with, with what you're teaching on. Um, with the creed, it's, it's like one massive subject every week, the way we've been doing it. Um, and you can never really do it justice in, in, in one message at all. And so you have to sort of choose a, a, a theme within the theme. So for example, talking about the forgiveness of sins, there was so much more that one could say about it. And you sort of think, well, really? to choose one. <laughs> you had so much more oh, to say. Yeah, yes, wow. always, hours more. So, so it's, it's been a bit of a uh, tricky task to try and choose the, the, the things that seem most appropriate and pray about it and sense, sense I guess, on a, on a personal level, on a spiritual level, just in prayer, what are the things particularly that need to be emphasized? And uh, what are the things that will help us as a church, particularly around this theme? Uh, but it's been it's been good. I've I've been struck by how the creed, um, it, it's it's interesting to me how it insists on talking about eternal matters. It it, it talks about death a lot more than uh, we would. Pro I think if the creed got written in the twenty first century, if you if if you asked a group of you know standard twenty first century believers, they might come up with something slightly different. They might, and I think it it's good for us that actually we have something from a ancient time it's it's good for us to be exposed to something old something that can critique our way of thinking our way of seeing things i think that's partly what preaching is for it's meant to speak to us from a, from outside of our our age and our space and help us to reflect a little bit on what we assume so in, in my eyes exposure to you is exposure to the old you are an old man really? you are yeah. old man. i like to bring that which is i know i look very young but i'm actually 800 years old really mm -hmm. i would have been you're like 49 Oh really? <laughs> oh man, that's so cheeky. Because I, I, if I actually contradict you, it looks petty. Is it? And I'm, I'm not petty. Okay. Good. So I won't contradict you. I'll let the world think that I'm six years older than I am. Really? Than you said. Younger, younger than you said. Sorry. Okay. Six um, years older than. Six years older. No, so the world thing. Yeah, forget. I've confused. Fine. If you want to know how old I am, that's yeah. for people to find out. But who cares? Okay. My wife. Have you had a personal favorite of the Creed series? In terms of teaching through it. Um, when you look back on a mon on a Sunday evening after you've done all three preachers, and you got your cigar and your whiskey, <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, I nailed that one." That yeah. was that was and my one. my sort of steps album. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, the steps were a band in the nineties who, who were rubbish. Um, the um, oh, let me Maybe think. The one, the one. Oh, sorry, have I offended? Sorry, Megan. They were, they were amazing. They were, the, they were messianic. They were the, the answer to the world's problems. Yeah. Um, Five, so, six, seven, the, I, I have an answer. I can't remember what the question was, but I know I have an answer. The, the, the best one. I, I, I guess maybe doing the one about um, um, <laughs> the, the, the fact that Jesus is, is God. God come in the flesh. That, Jesus is, yeah, is the you just played the Jesus card. I did that, play the Jesus, Jesus card. It would have been the wrong answer if I said no. Okay. Um, so I thought to be safe, go for that one. Well done. I didn't want to say good, the, you know, the one about good, cheese. Safe answer. The one about pastry. That was the best one. No, I, I chose the safe one. Mm. Um, I so believe this, in so pastry. This Sunday you spoke on life everlasting uh, and resurrection of the body. Hey, what? Believe in pastry this week. That was the link. Sorry. I, yes, I did. Resurrection of the body. In the do, life of do, the do your 30 second summary of the preach. Okay. So, um, uh, it's, 
what we said earlier about the subject of death was kind of the framework that, that we don't as a culture particularly dwell on it as 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 much as we might have done in previous generations and uh, and yet the bible doesn't just dwell on death in itself it, it dwells on it as something over which jesus has been victorious that jesus is, is defeated it um, and that is that is a, the grounds for our hope for our confidence you know, why why is it that christians have been able to go to their deaths in the arena with the lions or get burned at the stake um, in various times in history for their faith. And why have they done it often with confidence, even with joy? I mean, crazy, but but not crazy if you have if you consider what confidence was in them because of Jesus' victory over death. And we talked about why it's a positive thing, especially in terms of the bodily resurrection. It's a physical thing and the life everlasting doesn't just mean ongoing existence, it means enjoying Jesus, who is life in himself. Yeah. Um, I've been reading a little bit about Roman history, and I think one of the uh, one of the reasons why it took the Romans so long to accept Christianity as a religion, probably about 300 years after the death of Jesus, and, and the beginnings of, of the early church was the refusal of the early church to acknowledge the emperor or Caesar being yeah. God. Mm. Uh, and the irony was they proclaimed that their Caesars were immortal and, and yet the graves of Caesars would immediately deny that. And there's always been this this fascination with immortality and delaying death. And it, it's interesting because even when you watch TV shows where they do talk about Im- immortality and there's, there's, some, there's something currently on Netflix called Altered Carbon, which looks at people who prolong their life for hundreds of years through technology, which, you know, could happen in, I don't know, in, 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 the next few centuries, I don't know it could, um, and yet that immortality and that extension of life somehow tends to take away any form of of, of punishment and justice, hmm. and almost people who live long seem to prolong their lives into evil, uh, and uh, and dictatorship and and, hmm. Uh, hmm. and an abuse of of the poor and suppression of of rights. Hmm. So it, it is fascinating. Hmm. On one hand, immortality can can be seen as unjust and yet we we want to prolong immortality i right. guess my, my right. question is um why is the, the christian view of immortality a good positive view well i, I guess um i mean it's interesting in the book of proverbs in the bible it talks a lot about living longer because you do the right thing and, and then it begins to uh if if we listen to the book of proverbs thoughtlessly and um, and just read it as a bunch of slogans um, it can seem as though the, the point is if you want to if you want to live a bit longer and have a happy time do these things and you'll be fine um, that may be rhyme and I, I think the such a rapper yeah I just it just comes to me so I think the book of Proverbs actually is one of those things that Christians sometimes wrestle with what, I don't what is the um, um, uh, what is the way we handle this? Because because we see what looks the opposite happening. People who are unjust and wicked seem to often do well, and people who are righteous and even kind um, do badly. Often, it's, the fact is that's the the real way that life often does go. Um, and you have to really step back and say, well, if we don't understand the wisdom of of living well in the context of eternity. Um, we are going to get very confused by by this whole subject, and 
we need to understand that the that, that ultimate um, true <laughs> life as it's, as it's been won for us through what Jesus has done is not just kind of existence carries on until further notice, just indefinitely carrying on existence. Mm. No, there's, there's a purpose to it. There's a goal to it. It's called life everlasting, yeah. not existence everlasting. It's, it, and life, biblically understood, is, a, is, <laughs> is all about the quality the eternal life that Jesus calls us to. He always dis defines it qualitatively. He doesn't just say You're, it's never going to end. He talks about um, life as knowing God and his son, Jesus, whom he'd sent in John chapter 17. It's, life is about experience. It's qualitative. It's knowing someone. That's, that's the way to live. And so just to carry on existing, you know, even if doctors can help us to live into... You know, way past 120 you know, it, I don't know what will happen in the next few generations in terms of life expectancy but that's not the definition of mm -hmm. immortality even if they define immortality that way immortality is not even that helpful a concept because resurrection life mm. Christ, in a Christian understanding new. is totally new it's yeah. dynamic it's joy filled it's relationship it's, it's utterly fulfilling it's satisfying on a level that we couldn't even understand now because we don't even have the capacity to understand it our bodies, our, our, our lives, our, our existence here, everything about creation has been tainted and stained and messed up by sin. We're going to inherit something that, that's not only better, but we'll have the capacity to enjoy the better. And so it doesn't compute with just the, the, the sort of dull idea of just carrying on existence for a bit longer. In this world. Mm, in this world that yeah. still needs to be restored. Why do you think there has to be a material renewal? Why can't God just take us into the clouds and we be... <laughs> Those ethereal cloudy beings floating around playing harps and with cute little wings and loincloths. Oh, do you want to? Does that, no. that appeal no. to you? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think, I don't think um, it would take long. For, mo most people, I think, would. would it, it's the fact that God says that creation is good, and and we we He says that from the very first page, and you know, existence is is that, that God's given us as human beings is is. Um, is in the context of material stuff that God blesses and says it's good and and I, I, I'm sure that um, that there are all kinds of things that we can sort of get a clue about now that we think well this I enjoy this therefore what I'm looking forward to in a restored resurrected body and the resurrected universe will be that with you know multiplying that's what that's are you most looking forward to in the resurrected life what is that thing that yeah that you're looking forward to in the resurrected life I don't know. I don't know. I, I think maybe... Um, really good dark chocolate. <laughs> Rich dark chocolate. Is that what you're going, going for? I think so. Particularly? Yeah. Okay. So not... It just not, came to my mind. Not milky bar. Oh, gosh, no. Mm. I do not like milky chocolate. Yeah. Rich chocolate. Fair enough. Okay. Well, it's yours, Charlie. Thank you. You can have the factory. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Um... You did talk about Jesus being the life. The life. Yeah. The, the life. life yeah. We renamed Jesus to the life, mm. not the one, the life. Yes. Oh, sorry. Bad. Um, <laughs> and, and yes, you, you did unpack a bit of what that what that is yeah. and why yeah. Jesus is the life. Yeah. So rather than redoing all of that, yes. could you talk to us about how could we now live in the fullness of that and in the knowledge that Jesus is the life? How do we live on this side of eternity with that in mind? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I mean, I think we, I, I remember, I think it was John Wimber in the 1980s, I think, um, he was, he was being, he, he was talking about the, the early stages of um, um, church going that he was exposed to as a new Christian. So he'd become a Christian. So this is a guy who was a pastor in, in the 70s and 80s, 90s. He, he died in the late 90s. And he had an extraordinary story, remarkable person. He's worth, it's worth looking up John Wimber and finding a little bit about what he did and achieved and, and some of his story. Um, but he, he talked about how early in his Christian life, he was, he was talking to somebody who has been a Christian a little bit longer about what Christian life involves. And they, they, they described it very much in terms of um, just doing, doing the kind of nice Christian things that, 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 uh, that one ought to do, that, that um, the practical um, routine things of going to church and, and, and so on. And it was quite a, um, it's quite an interesting response that Wimber gives. He, he, he says, what about this stuff that I saw the early Christians doing, the, the adventures they got into, the kind of things that they did, the, the kind of prayers they got answered, the kind of signs and wonders, the kind of impact they had on their communities and on society, that, that stuff. And the person said back to them, well, you shouldn't expect to see that stuff. You should just expect to, to be a, a steady, stable, faithful um, churchgoer. And, and John Wimber said, but I gave up drugs for this. <laughs> and I thought, I've often thought, you know, I've heard people say similar things. You know, I didn't give up my sin for a boring life. And I, it's, it's a very kind of crude way of making, I think, a very valid point. Don't, there is, there is a, another day we'll talk about the, the, the delight that God takes in our steady, faithful, routine, ordinary obedience. The point is, Jesus did come and say, I have come that you might have life and life in all its fullness and and that should at least tantalize us and whet our appetites it should at least cause us to think then there is more there's always more enjoyment of god there's always more expectation of god there's always more to see of what he will do there is always more answers to prayer more adventures more to grow more and yet genuine excitement some adrenaline rushes some moments of, of hilarity yeah some moments of pain suffering waiting delay all of it for sure it's not all just sugar but nevertheless, it is life. It's life we're meant to pursue. And, and to, to, to too simply and complacently uh, kind of lapse into a dullness and, and an assumption that, well, you know, I, I just go through a dreary experience because at least at the end of it, I get kind of airlifted out. That's not Christianity. No, he's come for us to enjoy real life, even in the here and now. Uh, do, do we have any questions from the audience, maybe? We do. This one is quite um, important. Do you wear your hat only at life lunch, or do you wear it on other days? I, I, I do wear it on other occasions, um, believe it or not, I do. It's a good question. The reason I'm, I'm wearing it now is because my, it's, it's magical, and it, it does actually, um, it helps to generate all the power in the cameras yeah. and stuff in a way that no one can understand. A lot of these guys have got things plugged into to power sockets here. The fools, they don't realize they don't need to. This hat is sustaining the, the, the power of this broadcast, I'm pleased to say. Does it help you with uh, brief answers, though? 
No, it doesn't. Need, need I need to wear something else. Magic for that. Hat <laughs> Maybe if I wore nothing, my eyes would be a lot, a lot briefer. Hang on. Wait, nothing as in no, no headwear <laughs> rather than nothing. Well, no, because no, it would make the answers extremely quick because I'd be wanting to get out of here. You understand. Make the room more. Uh, no, actually, uh, make the room more uncomfortable for you. Well, yeah, yeah, everyone, yeah, <laughs> for everyone else. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, that, I'm sure Sorry. that was the best Sorry. question we we got. Right. If there are any others. They, well, we have two more, but I mean, they are saying you look a bit like Peter Blinders, so, oh, so that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it a good thing? thing? That's a good thing. Right. You, have you not watched Peaky Blinders? I, I don't have razor blades under here, oh. so you know, it's Mate. not. I should have said that in my statement earlier. I, I don't have any violent equipment up here, it's just magic. Okay. Yeah. But but maybe next week I will bring a weapon. Just in case. Just in case it gets a little bit, you know, turns a bit nasty in here. Which could happen. Um, illustrious Brighton has said that in the speech you said Jesus had known John since childhood. Was it John at the Last Supper? Or John the Baptist. I was talking about John the disciple, John um, the, the the apostle John, who I, I think is the one that wrote John's gospel and the the letters, uh, one John, two John, three John, and the book of Revelation. It, I didn't say that Jesus knew him from childhood. I, I think that John met Jesus when John was probably a teenager, because he was one of the disciples, and Jesus was a, a, a rabbi. And he would have had disciples that gathered with him. In the culture, they would have been more likely to be young men, as in very young men, not 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 in their thirties, but probably more likely in their late teens, maybe twenties. Um, so that that's what I meant by that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rachel Ferguson says, Revelation says no more death. Isaiah says rich food full of marrow. Will we be eating big courgettes? <laughs> I did think that. I thought, how much, how much, can, how much time have we got to understand the marrow mm. thing? The whole marrow thing is is obviously uh, it could. Uh, who knows what what marrow is being referred to? I don't know. Marrow is the stuff inside bones, isn't it? Yeah. And people do eat that, right? People think, yeah, that's the best bit of a like a like a T-bone steak. Is that true? Yeah. Do you like marrow? I do. I do like marrow actually. Yeah. As in the the stuff in bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do my wife tells me off for eating marrow? So here's the thing, it might not be, who knows what we, we'll eat because I don't know if we'll be killing animals. Maybe there'll be veggies. I don't know, do we have anything we'll have? Will we have meat? So that's not Vegan a question, I'm not, here to, yeah, I'm not here to answer that question, but, but it may be that's where Isaiah 25 is being more figurative, but just it, the point is that it's, it's stuff that we will um, physically enjoy. enjoy. Mm. Um, the stuff that you really enjoy now, like banquets, that's what God wants to say. Do you enjoy it now? Is it is it something you can give thanks for? If it is, then bring it on. Well, it's fascinating it because there's some things that you might give thanks for, which <laughs> I wouldn't, <laughs> and yeah. vice versa. Okay. And so, who gets what they will? That's a good question. Yeah, it's a very good question. Yeah. Yeah. Which I again, I, I we're now going into the mysteries. I think it's like sections. Yeah. Of what your favorite type of food is? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like a huge food court. I don't like that idea. It's not Taco Bell. <laughs> no. But I think we can agree that heaven is going to be an amazing place and the fulfillment of senses. Well, yeah, and even even the enjoyment, even the, the language of heaven as the place is a is is not quite even that that in itself is not quite right because the, are, you, are you correcting me? I'm slightly correcting you in a gentle, loving way, brother, um, because the emphasis. 
is is on God restoring earth, restoring the heavens and the earth. Um, and and to think about going to heaven can slightly kind of reinforce the idea of a, a kind of other other non physical existence. Mm. Yeah. Well, I have, a, I have a fascinating story from this weekend. I was um, in Germany over the weekend where I got, I got to see my mum, which was great. But we we were there in quite sad, sad circumstances, a, a family tragedy, and we were having to, to deal with death. And so I was with my mum in this little town in the south of Germany, walking past all like the worst. And it was a Saturday afternoon uh, food market. It was brilliant. Lovely. Oh, the smell of worst. Mm. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Right there. Um, and so we were talking about about some of the scripture and, some, and truth that the Bible talks about about death and resurrection and, and saying all of this stuff to kind of encourage ourselves. And then my mom stopped me and she said, you know, that all of this is truth, but it's not because you're saying it. And I thought, that is really profound mm. because we can often see truth as our response to circumstance and our experience something and someone to recite some truth and kind of let that get into my spirit. And I do not think that's wrong by any, by any means. Sure. But truth predates those experiences. Right. Truth predates joy and sorrow and suffering. Yeah. And it's the reality in which we live. Yeah. And so our our experience then becomes a response to the truth that we heard. Yeah. Or that we've read in scripture. And so the, the reason why we've called this series Creed Why I Believe rather than What I Believe is all, is tipping our hat to that and saying the truths that we, we read about in the Creed exist even the writing of the creed yeah and they existed i guess even before the creation of the world uh the truths about about god and, and the trinity and, and of course then the, the creed does talk about creation sure uh, and this lifetime but it was just a really special moment of, of, of pausing and and i think i think pastorally and in situations is i found that really helpful because i don't let my experience shape what i believe I let my belief shape my experiences and, mm, mm. and our understanding and our talking about it. So I think this series has been fantastic. It's, we've really enjoyed it. It's so easy to um, to imagine ourselves trying to keep things, keep the truth going, keep yeah. it, keep keep the Christian life going, keep ourselves going as Christians. Um, I suppose if we if we get into that way of thinking, we've 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 missed something. Perhaps we've we've got we've slightly. We've forgotten that it keeps us going. That the truth keeps up. The truth is there to support us. Otherwise, yeah. a God that you have to keep supporting is not a very good God. Mm. Uh, a God that holds you. Thirty seconds left, guys. Of the whole thing. I love the series, Ben. I think I'm going to keep going back to it. Mm. Um, this Sunday we're starting a new series. We are. Ten seconds on the new series. So we're starting on uh, Sunday, the second of December. The gift, which is anticipating Christmas, Advent. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for joining us. This video will go on YouTube and our podcast information will be found below. Enjoy the rest of your life.